we're going to look at something that has to do with all of this, and it's called loving others, as I've already told you. And we're going to start in the book of Romans, and we're actually just going to go through about seven verses together, and we're going to read some scripture, and then I'm going to tell you four things about the scriptures that we read, and after we do that, then I am going to tell you a story, all right? So the Bible says, Paul said in Romans, he said, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. For each of us please, let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproach you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded, say those words with me, one toward another or toward one another according to Christ Jesus that you may with one mind that's unity talk right there. That you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, receive one another. I'm going to do that again. So what do I need to do to fulfill that, to meet that requirement of unity? What do I need to do? I need to receive one another. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've already said this at 915. I'll read the rest of that, but listen. There's a lot of people that it's easy to receive, folks. It's easy. They're pleasant people. They don't have a lot of hang-ups that you know about, and they're, they're just good people in the world. But then there's other people that if you could kill them and it not be wrong, you would have them in the grave right now because they've molested children. They've taken money from poor people, uh, old people. They've um, just took advantage of the world. They've they put everybody under themselves. And... They've stolen from you, or they've lied to you, or they've framed you. You can't, it's hard to receive them, amen. Ain't it hard to receive them? There's people going through your mind right now, and you don't even have to, you don't even have to acknowledge it. There are people going through your mind, and I'll go ahead and help you and tell you, I know what accompanying, accompanying those people's names is, Opie, you don't understand how bad it was or how bad it is. Amen. Am I hitting it or am I hitting it? I'm hitting it. You don't know, man. I mean, it wasn't like they just took a two-liter bottle from me that I just bought on sale. You, you don't know what they did to my life, to my name, to my family. You don't know. 
everything I had worked with, you, you don't understand. But Jesus understands, and I don't, but Jesus understands. And that's why he said, therefore, to get to the good stuff, to be able to reach people, to be able to, to get them to a place where love can lift them, you got to love them, so you've got to receive these people. Receive one another. Just as Christ, also, let's say it together, folks, received us to the glory of God. Amen. Now, over in the second chapter of Philippians, it said like this, let each of you look not only on for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. So, spend all of your day, Paul again will say, this is how you need to be thinking throughout your day. I'm receiving people that I hate their guts. I'm receiving them. And I have every right to, to reject them. Except for the scripture said, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. You got to receive them. But you have to have this mindset to you, you, you got to look. That means you got to search out, look for what's best for them. And how many of you know Jesus Christ and redemption from this life of sin is the best thing for people that's jacked up, whacked up? Amen. Yes, it is. It, you can tell them, you can hit them, you can hurt them. I want to hang people that do me. I, I mean, I'm serious. I, I want to mess people up. To go out here, you hear about people, and I heard this about a month ago, some worker in a rest home in another state, uh, an elderly lady, 70 or raping the woman. I, I don't, I, number one, I can't understand that. And number two, I just think, and how many of you said, if we would just make an example out of them, it'd stop a lot of it. Now, a lot of that's true now. But Johnny Cochran said this when he was alive. It's bad to say, but the color of justice in America is green. So you're not going to make an example. You can't. An example is not strong as money and favors and promises and power and pride. But there is one thing that does work, and it's called Jesus Christ that can take a man like he did Saul and that was killing people and consenting to the death of people being killed that belonged to God. And God can change their life forever, but he's the only one. And if the people that say they belong to God does not receive these people, they have no hope. And nothing. And all you're going to do is be a worked up person that's mad at what they've done. And you're going to post about how wicked it is and what you would do if you were so and so. And it ain't going to change a thing. It's only going to give somebody else another stupid idea. Bear one another's burdens. This is the last thing I'm going to tell you for a minute. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law. Of Christ I will I will tell you that sounds like well I just think that's supposed to be for the Christian and we'll talk about loving the church next week but we want to we want to take that verse and we want to look at the people that we we're disgusted with through that lens right there do you know why people do some of the weird things that they do you want me to tell you why they do it it's because of sin it's because of Satan and the wicked world we live in 
But a lot of people do a lot of things that you and I would never do because of a struggle in another area of their life. They didn't even ask for it. It's called they were victimized. Anybody know what that word means? And when you're victimized, sometimes the victim just comes out scratching and crawling, and they do some crazy things. They kill people. They steal. They molest. They, they, they cause destruction on their own bodies. People do all kinds of things. And it doesn't justify it, but what I'm telling you is you've got to look like Jesus looks, and you've got to see. That person really has a burden, and that's why they're doing that. Because when I was unsaved, I used to do some pretty stupid stuff myself that was sick in the eyes of Jesus and the Holy Ghost and God the Father looking down on me. That's really crazy you're doing those kinds of things, Opie. But when I met Jesus, see, he put a new nature in me. He gave me a new name, and I'm not that same man anymore. But praise God, somebody bore my burden till I got to that place. So... You've got to be willing to bear one another's burdens even if it's nasty, filthy, dirty, embarrassing and you don't want anybody to see you bearing their burdens. There's a lot of pride that's, that's damming up the rivers of evangelism, church. A lot of pride. We, we don't want people to see it. We don't. And I am going to read out of 1 Thessalonians. Now we exhort you, brethren, so I, now I exhort you multitude, warn those who are unruly. And you can say this, look, they used to say it like this a long time ago, especially when I was in Bible college, you don't quit that, hell'll be your home, hell'll be your home, hell'll be your home. That's what they do. You got to warn them, but you can say it like this, listen, this is not always going to work out the way it's working out for you now because one day you're going to reap what you sow. See, as much as the Father loves us, as I've been saying all morning long, he's still so good of a God that he's going to make sure that he executes judgment on the unjust and the unrighteous. He's going to do it because he's not a crooked God that the color of justice is green works with him. God's not moved by anything at all. He's not. Nothing, nothing gets him. You know what, what gets to God? the praises of his people. The Bible says that when we praise God, he inhabits. That means he goes and gathers like he's picking apples. He, he inhabits. If you want God to move, he ain't going to move because of money or fame or some kind of thing, favor you can do for him. If you want God to move, he will move when you praise him. We exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly. Now listen, you can keep doing this, but it's going to cost you and comfort the faint-hearted, the people that just seem that it never ends. And don't raise your hands because there's people in this building, people out of this building watching. That it seems like, and you know the old saying, one thing after, it never stops. Uphold the weak, and this is the, this is the reason this scripture's here, the last part of it. And be patient with all. So you're bearing burdens. You're receiving people that you want to reject. And on top of all that, God, you telling me to be patient with all these people. He said, that's exactly right. 
I want you to write those four scripture references down. You, you may not write down these four things, so we're going to go with Romans 15, 1 through 7, and then what was that? Ephesians 2, uh, uh, 4, 4 and 6, Philippians 2, 4, 1 Thessalonians, uh, and then we had Galatians 6, 2. I hope you wrote them down, all right? Stay there, and Derek's going through them right now. There are four things that I just read to you about, I taught you about. Four facts, and I'm going to give them to you quick, okay? Facts about loving others. And, and we just went through it, and we're going to do it one more time, and then we're going to pray. That's it. First thing is, true love is, is demonstrated. Christ left heaven. He didn't do a lot of talking about how much he loved you. He didn't do a lot of things to make you think, oh, he must really love me. Girls, how many, oh, he must really love me. And sorry as the day is long, won't do nary. Sorry. See, that ain't the way God is. God loved us so much that he demonstrated his love. He said, I love you so much, I'm not even going to tell you how much I love you like I'm going to show you how much I love you. And he said, son, I need you to go down there so we can demonstrate how much we love these people we've created called the human race. So God said that Jesus left heaven and Jesus himself did not think it was robbery, the Bible says, to leave heaven, to come down in a babe, to be born in a urine, feces-infested environment in a stable, to be the king of kings and the lord of lords. He didn't do it. He knew the whole time, this doesn't look like what a king should wear. This doesn't look like where a king should lay and be born. He said, but this is how the father wants to demonstrate the depth of love, leaving on a lot of smaller scale, living and owning the Biltmore house, the going out here and staying in this house next door to the church. Not picking on anybody's house, we own that, by the way. I can say it. That's on a small scale, the extreme. God wanted you to know and you online to know that he loved you so much that he wanted to demonstrate, hey, I am leaving something more than you can ever imagine until you get here and you'll, just, you'll see the depth of my love. I'm leaving that. I want to demonstrate you that I'm not just some joker talking to you so I can get you on my team as a player, as a Christian. I want you to see that I left a place I didn't have to leave, but I wanted you to understand I really love you. True love for other people? Is demonstrated. True love for other people, it, it will be giving them a card. It will be inviting them to a life group, but it might be going and paying their light bill. It might be going and you knew they just blew it on drugs or alcohol or cigarettes and all that, and you know, I got, a, I, I got this thing. Look, if you can buy stuff you don't need, you ought to be able to buy stuff you do need. That sounds common sense and logical to me, amen? But the thing about it, it might be this time that I do buy it, that I do rake their yard, that I do go put gas in their car or help them out or just spend time with them instead of going fishing like I would really love to do right now. It, it, it might be this time that it connects and they say, you know what, God must really love me. 
True love is demonstrated. Second thing is, true love is always thinking about others and not about self. Christ did this during his, not only his life, but during his death. And you know all the things he did out of love while he was alive, before he was crucified. But one of the scenes that never gets out of my mind is the one where he, I can just see him looking at that soldier, pounding that nail in his hand and saying, Father, and maybe even cursing at him. But he said, Father, forgive them. Now, this is not people calling him overweight or ugly or pimples on their face or stupid. These are people that are torturing him, ripping flesh from his body. And he got the words out of his mouth that said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And see, I, my prayer is, God, get me to that place. They make me sick. I'm nauseated when I hear about it. But God, they don't know what they're doing. I want to get their church. They don't know what they're doing. They don't, they don't have what I have. They don't know what you know. And I need prayerfully God to get me to that place. As sick as it makes me, it's, it makes God sorry. They don't know. I know it ticks us off. We want to we fix it. We want to make it right. But they don't know what they're doing. Lord, forgive them. And God help me to love them until they are forgiven true love is. That's why a lot of people can't love people. The third thing is when we do this, we glorify God because we are like-minded. Just the same way Christ received us. That's the way we've got to receive other people. And when we do that, that's when God is being glorified. It's not when I can sing good or when I can talk good or when I can tell people how much I do or don't know about the Bible of where I've been. Or, no, 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 no. All of those things have their place when they're displayed in humility. But let me tell you something. When we receive people, when we do it, and we're like-minded, we are all doing this together. That's why I started out talking to you about unity today. Because when we are like-minded and we understand, they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand it. They have not tasted and seen that the Lord is good. When we're like-minded, that's when God is being glorified. Because me and you have chosen to die. We forget about our personal opinions and feelings of what's going on. And the fourth thing is, our patience with people, and that's the first Thessalonians scripture. Our patience with people defines, listen to this, this is so strong. It defines our limits of love for people, our patience with them. Yep, patience is a virtue for sure. How many of you have ever been burnt before by people? About two, about two weeks ago, we were trying to get, trying to get the bus uh, out of the way over at the school, and y'all know the story about it being vandalized. Um, 
I don't even know if this is going to go to where I want it to go, but I'm going to tell you now because I'm in it. Um, and so we put it on Marketplace because it's free. And I thank God for free. But I found out it really ain't free because it comes with a cost. It, it, it's called people contact you back when you put it out there for them to contact you. And it comes with a ding at 1 a.m. in the morning or 5 a.m. So I don't know how free that was. That wasn't really free to me. It, it come with a cost, people inquiring. Uh, can't, but some, some of you are saying, well, can't you cut the bell off, the badges, the notice? Yeah, you can, but then you don't know if they are interested or not, so it comes with a cost. Of, you know. So a guy, and by the way, let me say, I hadn't done this all day, and I meant to, but God took me. I meant to do this at the offering time. But I just want to stop, and I'm not saying, okay, this is so out of place doing this right now, but I want to give God glory for all the people that come together over the past month, bringing stuff, lining stuff up, selling and all that, because we, I, I don't even know it, but I know it's 1,000, 11, 1,200 plates, because we deliver close to 900 before 11 a.m., 11.30. And I just want to thank God for this church right here, because, man, you you made it happen through God's goodness. And I think we need to stop and just worship God for a very successful plate sale. And we did, and God, God, God did it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, a lot of everybody worked so hard. People just really pulled out the stop signs, and we did. And, you know, I think this is a great thing because... We did it on plants where we used to could get in and get rid of 100 plates here. So we didn't do that. We didn't have that. And when I found out we had, we'd got rid of, uh, delivered a 900, but man, that's when we used to have uh, some of these other places, big plants we could get in, back when West Point was here and all those places like that. But it just goes to show you, God's not limited to the local economy. Amen? God's not scared of that stuff. But I... So we had a guy, and I wanted to get the bus out of the way because it was an eyesore. And so I had all these people, ding, 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 ding. I got to go, do it quick. So listen, doing all this stuff, and uh, a guy met us over there last Monday because I wanted it done before this past week. Shook my hand and said he was coming back on Tuesday to get it. And then when I did what I hate doing, I don't know if it's because of pride or whatever, when I reached back out, see, that took a lot for me to do that. Uh, I just hate for people coming to me and telling me they're busy. You know, tell the sloths that on the cartoon. Don't tell me that. I'm not, I'm not the man you tell you're busy to. I just don't do well with that. I know I could do more, but... Everybody's busy. Amen. And so he didn't meet back. And then he decided to said, I got busy and couldn't call. We'll call you tomorrow. And didn't call tomorrow. So here's where I'm going with all that. I ain't care nothing about receiving him, okay? I didn't care nothing about because we took time to meet him, crank the bus up, get a battery and drive it around and do all All this takes time. Time is the most valuable thing you have on this earth. You realize that, don't you? Can't get that back. 
And so this was going on. And, and, I, and I've been challenged by God through this message and this scripture here. It might have, because he used an expletive while we were out there, and then when people use expletives around me, I use praise the Lord, hallelujahs around them. Glory to God on in highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I use Christian language. And so, you know, God in his word will say, well, maybe it wasn't about him buying the bus because you know he's far from me right now. Maybe it was about you learning about him so you could pray for him. And so yesterday when the people did buy the bus from South Carolina, that's exactly what I did because that man was not active in church. So this is what I want to tell you in closing today. Every day is an own day for God. Every day is an opportunity to love people Regardless, every day is a day to receive where well, you can't trust people. Well, you can't trust the devil is who you can't trust, brother. You can trust God that God will take care of you, but you can't trust the devil, you see. Because what the devil wants to do to them is what he was going to do to you before you found Jesus, and that sends you to hell and keep you away from forgiveness and the grace of God. So I want to tell you, we've read it. We've, we've put four questions, and in closing, before we pray, I'm going to tell you again, there's two stories in the Bible that tells this same thing about loving other people. One is the prodigal son, but the other one is one we've always done since the beginning of this ministry, and it's about the man being thrown on the road, being left for dead, and you need to pay attention. You're going to see this same story next week in a different context. Bible said he was beaten and robbed and left for dead. And back to my other examples, you want to hang people like this that do these kinds of things. But I think what I'm about to tell you and reveal to you is even worse than the person that actually beat the man and robbed him and left him for dead. The Bible says the first person that came along was a priest. Now, I want to tell you, a priest is not just a religious person. A priest had a very, very important job in the temple worship of Almighty God. But the Bible says, for some reason or another, when the priest saw that the man was on the road, left for dead, and he saw the color of his skin or where he was from, or I don't know what all its reasons was, but the Bible says the very one you would have thought, the EMT, the spiritual EMT, looked the other way and kept on walking as though the man were not even there. Now, the whole time, this man's suffering and dying. And some time went by, and then a Levite come by. Levite, a lot of times in the Bible, was all up into the worship and the praise of God. A lot of times, Levites were in on the music scene. They did other things. But the Levite now kind of up in the ladder of leadership in the temple worship. Saw the same thing. There's a man, but he's not part of our clique. There's a man, but he don't look like me. There's a man, but he's not where I am yet, or for whatever other reason. And he kept walking. And the man bled some more. He's hurt a little bit longer. And look, 
We like to profile people. But remember, he was minding his own business. Somebody else did this to him and put him in this position. See, we, we, we like to analyze people whether or not they deserve the grace of God first. Amen? We used to say growing up, you know, you can come to church, but we want to get you sanctified and cleaned up and all that before you can kind of, like, get in, you know. If you don't, you've got to meet the criteria, man. Come on. You got to look right. You know, we got to clean them fish before we catch them. Amen? That's what you know. So here this man's probably about dead now. And all of a sudden, a person, no type of title, no type of anything. In fact, he had a title because of being a Samaritan that said he ought to run as fast as he can the other way because he was definitely, they were not even supposed to associate. But when he saw it, compassion hit him, and he ran to where he was, and he stooped down and began immediately ministering to him. He began immediately receiving somebody that had already been overlooked two times before that. The Bible says if you know the story that he went in and he put him on his own animal and took him to a hotel and, and, and put him up and he told the innkeeper, he said, listen, I got to go, but you keep this man here as long as he needs to stay and take care of him. And when I come back, uh, we won't see if the government will help out. We won't see if we can take, I, I will help him out. I will take care of his bill. Now, that's what loving other people looks like. And this is why your job is just as important, if not more so, than my job or any other preacher that preaches. You know what I get from that story a lot? The people that should be reaching the lost and should be loving and should be receiving, the people that's got the title and gets the paycheck and their faces are all over the Internet and all over Christian TV are not the ones doing it. That's what I get from the story, amen? So it's people that have been disregarded. They're not, they're not qualified. They're not good enough. They don't know what they're doing. Everybody's story is always the same. You, I know that people have bad things to happen, but you, and I'm, I'm telling you, people have had some bad stuff to happen. But I've never met a person with a bad story quite as bad as the one that was dealt to Jesus Christ. I ain't never met a person. I mean, I've met, I mean, I've pastored people that, man, I don't even know how they got out of bed in the morning because of what life was dealt to them. But I've never in my life met anybody that comes anywhere close to what Jesus endured. And Jesus still received everybody that will come. In fact, he said, I will in no wise cast you out if you come to me. So that means Jesus don't even care. What you've done, what your story is, and how bad it is. Jesus said, if you come to me, I will not cast, I won't refuse you. And this is one of those altar calls today that, you know, we don't have a lot of music playing and it's not really emotional in here right now. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, I love to feel the presence of the Lord and all that. But this is one of those days where somebody might need to say, Pastor, I didn't, let's start from the beginning. I, I didn't realize that the Father really loves me. He does. And I've not given him my life. Listen, on purpose, I've not walked over there yet. 
I'm, I'm standing right here. Is that you? I, I, I mean, I want to put my stuff down because I, I want to hold you and I want to receive you and, and show you who Jesus is. I want to introduce you to him. Is that you? If you're online, I can't do it physically, but I'm telling you that I know Jesus loves you and, and, and we love you and we pray in the name of Jesus right now that you would 